Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Hola, Herbert. Todo bien. Michael, buenos días. Buenos días, hermano. Está bien oír. Okay. I thought we would uh, look at, I've been looking in Genesis. Yo estoy buscando en uh, el libro de Genesis, uh, capítulo 3, chapter 3, and uh, uh, estudiando, estoy estudiando uh, la caída de uh, Adam and Eve, the fall of Adam and Eve, and uh, the exactly what that was, and also then the punishment given to the serpent, uh, Satan, and given to the woman and the man, and the redemption that's also included in that. And so I thought we'd look at that maybe in reversed order because the things, uh, the punishment given to the man, la cosa que el hombre tiene, la castigo del hombre, um, parece muy importante, más importante, perhaps the most important of all three. Uh, Está bien? Okay, okay. Entonces. Uh, let's read it first of all, the, uh, just the punishment given to man, um, the castigo que el hombre tiene, okay? Yes. Sí, sí, señor, yes. Sí, señor. Okay. In English? Yes, sir. That's good. This is 3.17. Then to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You will eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Entonces en español. Y el hombre dijo... Por cuanto obedeciste a la voz de tu mujer y comiste del árbol del que te mandé diciendo, no comerás de él. Maldita será la tierra por tu causa, comerás de ellas todos los días de tu vida. Espinos y cardos te producirá y comerás las plantas del campo. Con el sudor de tu rostro comerás el pan hasta que vuelvas a la tierra porque de ella fuiste tomado, pues polvo eres y al polvo. Vete. No, solamente 19. Ok, bueno, señor. Ok. This is the punishment that was given to Adam, the castigo de Adam, um, porque él escuchó a de su esposa y listened to Eve and Eve. And God said, because of that, you're going to be cursed. The land is going to be cursed because of your cause, because of what you have done. And in 12, you'll eat of it all the days of your life. Now, nosotros pensamos que usualmente eso significa que el hombre necesita trabajar en el campo por la sudor. Él tiene problemas. Antes él tiene frutas, árboles de fruit. He ate in the garden and all the fruit trees were there and he just had to pick fruit. Now he has to work in uh, by the sweat of his brow to be a farmer. Tough work. And uh, uh, because of his sin, la tierra es uh, maldita también. 
eh, no crece, con muy difícil. Eh, dice, eh, produce espinos y abrojos. It's going to bring up thorns and thistles that'll grow. And so that's what we normally think is the curse of Adam, that he has to work outside. But the curse is much deeper than that if you look at it. La maldición es más profundo que eso. Dice, es polvo, Adam. Él viene de polvo. Y va a regresar a polvo. Okay. He came from dust. He was made from the dirt. And he's going to return to the dirt. Right? That's what it's saying. I say, well, that means when he dies, he's going to become dirt. Cuando murió, él va a regresar a la tierra. But it's more than that. The ground in Hebrew is called Adama. That's the Hebrew word. La palabra en Hebreo is Adama. We get the name Adam from Adama. Because God said, I've taken you from the ground. And so he named him Adam, which means ground. Adama significa la tierra. Y también significa rojo tierra. No solamente tierra, pero rojo tierra. Adam significa eso. So él está Adama, la tierra, the ground. Okay. And so, ¿qué pasa aquí? Dios está diciendo, uh, antes, tú es solamente tierra. Pero ¿qué pasa con la tierra? Dios pone su espíritu. Recuerda, God put a spirit in the man, and that's how he became a living being. Right? Sí, señor. God's saying, dirt to begin with, and I'm going to take away my spirit from you, and you're going to become dirt again. Dice, antes eres polvo, ahora yo saco mi espíritu, y tú es polvo de nuevo. He didn't die on that day physically. No more here in este día. El murió físicamente en el futuro. Pero el murió porque Dios sacó su espíritu. He died because God took a spirit out of him. There was no more communion. Communion is the most important thing. It's the relationship with God. God taking a spirit away, the spirit of the Lord away, meant that Adam was just plain old dirt. Again, walking dirt, living dirt, but dirt. Cuando Dios saca su polvo, uh, su espíritu de un hombre, que está dentro un hombre, solamente tierra, la cosa de este mundo. No puede tener otra cosa. Una cosa muy importante para mí. Uh, recuerda en el libro de uh, Ezequiel. Ezekiel 46 y 47, Ezekiel 46 and 47, and I'm not sure produced, uh, pronounced Ezekiel right in Spanish. Ezekiel? Eso es correcto, Herbert? Sí, señor, 46. Uh, eh, tiene la visión de la uh, hueso seco, recuerda, uh, the dry bones. Lord, and God said... Okay, and God said to him, um, uh, Ezekiel, uh, look at the ground. Look at the dry bones that are there. And he saw many dry, dry, dry bones. They were just dirt. Dios le vio la, la huesos. And es como tierra. No tiene nada. Hay uh, profecía 
en la parte de Dios, Ezequiel, Ezequiel, profecía de los secos uh, huesos, seco, and a is reunion, the bones joined together, made a new man, if you remember what happened, and they all stood on their feet, and it was a great army, un ejército muy grande, pero, después eso, dice, pero este ejército no tiene la espíritu o la respiración de Dios adentro. So es un hombre, en un hombre como el mundo, pero no tiene la espíritu de Dios. It didn't have the spirit of God in this army. And so this was a big problem because they didn't have God's spirit. So they were just a human, a group of human beings. The next thing is done is that God says, okay, blow into them the spirit of God. And then they become the army, God's army, which is what he was looking for all along. Cuando Dios dice, suple viento, suple Espíritu Santo adentro de este hombre. En este punto, ellas llega a ser el ejército de Dios. Okay. So, sin la Espíritu, ¿qué es un hombre? Nada. Nada. Es solamente... He's only of this earth. He's nothing without the Spirit of God in him. And that's what God, uh, what Adam was uh, cursed with. He's saying, oh, now you're going to become just plain dirt again. Living dirt in terms of the things of this world, but dirt without the Spirit of God. Povo sin la Espíritu de Dios. And every day, cuando camino, nosotros Encontré hombres que no tienen el Espíritu de Dios, solamente son hombres de pulvo. Every day we meet people like that. They don't have anything of God. They're just men of the dirt. And they don't have any idea of what they should be. Now, la segunda cosa en eso es, dice, que producirá espinos y abrojos, vines and thorns and thistles that'll grow for you, Right? Now you're thinking of plowing outside and they grow these things as an outward thing. And that's true. Eso es verdad. Eso fuera en la campo. Pero en la carácter, carácter de un hombre, un hombre no produce nada. Solamente adentro thorns and thistles. In the man's character, what's there? Just thorns and thistles. The things that he has, the problems, he has all kinds of problems, psychological, physical problems, all these things, because inside of him, without the Spirit of God, he can only grow thorns and thistles. Su naturaleza ahora es thorns and thistles. Como se llama espinas y brojos. ¿Me entiende? Do you understand what I'm saying? What what man would grow now from his character? and And that's why... In La Nueva Testamento, in El Libro de Mateo, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, okay, look at a tree. Look at a tree. Know the tree by its fruits. Si la, la árbol produce espinas, no es un árbol bien, es un árbol mala. Pero si es un árbol de fruta y produce fruto, es un árbol bien. If it produces good fruit, then you know it's a good tree. If it produces bad tree, you know it's a bad fruit. If it only produces 
vines and and uh, thorns and whistles. It's not a good tree at all. It's a bad tree. And that's what God is saying about this whole thing is men can be like that. Men are like that. Sin la espíritu de Dios. Es solamente de la espíritu de Dios que el hombre puede hacer algo. Es solamente en la espíritu de Dios que el hombre que floreza, brota. Only can then, when he has God's spirit in him, can he blossom and can he produce and can he do the things that God wants him to do. Los hombres en la Biblia, recuerda aquí en uh, uh, ellos están en la jardín, en la huerta de Edan, uh, uh, ¿verdad? They're in the Garden of Eden when this curse is pronounced on them. And, and when we look in that Garden of Eden, and one of the things that describes it, la descripción es de mucho árboles, mucho árboles que produce fruta en toda la tem uh, temporada. All the time, there's always fruit. All Adam had to do was go out and pick fruit and so forth. Pero los árboles en la, uh, uh, la, la uh, huerto de Adán es hombres, cristianos, porque eso es la reina de Dios. And when the Spirit of God has touched men and come into men, they produce that. And that's why in the garden it's described as trees producing fruit. También en el libro de Apocalipsis, la última dice, oh, hay árboles allá que produce fruta. And también en el libro de Ezekiel, in Ezekiel, remember, it said, by the river, the river being the Holy Spirit, these trees were producing fruit. So what was the punishment of Adam? ¿Qué es la castigo de Adam? Well, primero necesita trabajar, si eso es verdad, él tiene un finca necesita, tiene mucho sudor, a lot of sweat, growing crops and everything. But more than this, his spirit died on that day. His communion with God. La comunión que él tuvo con Dios. Saco Dios. And no tiene la presencia de Dios en su vida. And his life could not produce anything like your life and my life. Without God, we can't produce. Por esa razón, es muy importante a nosotros, cristianos, cuando encontré personas, whenever we meet a person, whatever that person is, they say, you can have the Spirit of God. Es disponible a ti, la Espíritu de Dios. Y cuando tiene la Espíritu de Dios, cuando la Espíritu cayó en un hombre, Wow, you puede ser un hijo de Dios. And that's what a son of God is. One who produces by means of God's spirit. So we can see the castigo de Adam, the punishment of Adam, was great. It was severe. It was nothing less than death. Now, he would die physically. Adam va a morir físicamente mucho años adelante, pero en este día. El murió espiritualmente. Qué horrible, ¿verdad? Entonces, this is the curse of Adam. He become just a man of the dirt. Eso es la maldición de Adam. Uh, now, vamos más antes, eh, tiene la maldición de la mujer. And eso es en versículo 16, creo. Yes. 
Sí, señor. Okay. Okay. En 16. A la mujer dijo, multiplicaré en gran manera los dolores en tus preñeces. Con dolor darás a luz los hijos y tu deseo será para tu marido. Verse 16, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. And pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he will rule over you. So, it's two things that we're going to see there. Dos cosas que suscita con la mujer. Primera, tiene mucho dolor en uh, cuando da la luz. A lot of pain in childbirth. ¿Qué es eso? ¿Qué significa eso? Well, como hombres, si usted uh, tiene una esposa, probablemente está con ella when she gave birth. Cuando su esposa tiene, uh, uh, cuando ella da la luz, when she gave birth, you were with her. Uh, recuerda que pasa, dolor y dolor y sangre al fin, ¿verdad? Recuerda. The child's born bloody and everything, and there's a lot of ripping of flesh. Rompió la carne de su esposa. Mucho dolor. Oh, agonía, ¿verdad? Pero después ella tiene un niño. Afterwards, she has a new child. And that's why Jesus in Mateo uh, 24, Odisea, Matthew 24, said that pangs come together, but it's all of creation being reborn but it has to come through the and awful pains okay you say dios que significa eso la dolor de la luz well la dolor de la luz is a symbolo de la cruz verdad la pecado de la mujer el hombre la remedio The only remedy for the sin of Adam and Eve was the death of Jesus on the cross. La remedio es solamente la crucificado de Jesucristo en la cruz. Entonces, la mujer, todo, todo tiempo, cuando ella traer luz, un nuevo bebé, él tiene la experiencia de la cruz. In su cuerpo. She experiences the cross inside of her. The ripping that Jesus had at the cross. Not as bad as he had it on the cross, but boy, it's a terrible pain from what women tell me. Of course, we as men don't know. But it's a, a dolor muy, muy difícil por la mujer. But the lesson out of it, the only way life can be produced Is through the pain. La lesión es solamente cuando una persona tiene ese dolor puede producir vida. ¿Me entiende? So every time a woman has a child, it's a symbol of God's redemption and the cost of that redemption of the cross. Cada niño, cada uh, uh, baby, ese nación, uh, es, uh, recuerda en su mente, en su cuerpo. Eso es la, la precio de la redención de vida espiritualmente, la cruz.
So we can see what God is doing here. He is showing that in the woman. She's always going to have a constant reminder. Now, the second thing it says, though, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he will rule over you. La deseo de la esposo es por la cosas afuera, su negocio, su obra, su trabaja. Okay, eso es en la mente de un hombre. ¿Qué es en la mente de una señora, su esposa? Su esposo. Ella quiere su esposo. Es su deseo, su esposo. She always desires to be with her husband, what's more of him. While the husband's desire is to be outside in the field, and he's thinking about his work, he's thinking about his business, and so forth. So you've got a natural conflict, a, a, a maldición. And eso causa muchos problemas. You probably know a husband says, I've got to go to work. And he says, Yo necesito trabajar. He says, No, que da can yo, los niños, ella quiere la familia y la tiempo intimo con su esposo. Pero en su mente es diferente. Okay. Eso es parte. Now, in la mundo, naturaleza, in the natural world, we see this as a cause of many, many problems in the, in the thing. But all of these things that we're talking about, the curse on the man, the curse on the woman, of course, are remedied by the cross of Christ. La cruz de Cristo es el remedio por la maldición de la hombre y la mujer. Pero también dice, su esposa es la cabeza sobre ti. Before the fall, who do you think was in charge? Adam or Eve? Who made the decision? ¿Quién hace las decisiones? Adam or Eva? Well, probablemente los dos. Los dos. No hay líder, no hay jefe, no hay cabeza. Los dos son un par, un grupo, junto. Ellos hacen todas las decisiones. Pero ahora, dice, el Señor es domino, domino sobre ti. And frustrating for women, right? To have your husband dominate you like that. And he makes all the decisions and says, this is the way we're going to do it. When she knows sometimes she's right. I, th I think in my life, of my wife. I know my wife's a lot smarter than I am. Yo sé mi esposa tiene más inteligente que yo. Y a veces yo hago cosas muy estúpido. I don't know do too, and so do you, Herbert. Pero mi esposa solamente su cabeza. Mi esposo, mi esposo. Pero and you know, tiene otra opción, porque yo soy la jefe en mi familia, ¿verdad? Y también, tú tienes la misma cosa. So, las mujeres tienen problemas con el dominio de, la, uh, uh, de su esposo. So, eso es la maldición de la mujer. Primera, espiritualmente, ella lleve en su cuerpo todo el tiempo la cruz. Cuando ella da la luz, tiene la cruz. Y también, 
él tiene en su cuerpo uh, uh, el, dominio, el dominio de su esposa. Ella. The husband's dominator dominates her, and also she has a pain of childbirth all through that. Now, let's go and look at what happened in the serpent, okay? Entonces, Jehová, Dios, dijo, ¿qué es lo que has hecho? La mujer. La serpiente me engañó y comí. Y Jehová, Dios, dijo a la por cuanto es entre todas las bestias y entre todos los animales del campo. Sobre tu pecho andará comerás tu vida. Y por entre ti y entre tu simiente y la simiente. Esta te irá en la cabeza en el calcañar. Listo. In English, and it says, Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, it's cursed to you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Okay. When Eve was in the Garden of Eden, and she's like most women, if she saw a serpent in a tree, probablemente ecore cuando ella ve la serpiente, la colibra en el árbol. But here she doesn't. Poor thing. Well, the serpent was, didn't look like a snake of the day. What is this serpent? What was Satan before this curse was on him? Well, in the Biblia, in the Libro de Isaiah, chapter 6, we find that Isaiah, in Capitulo 6 de Isaías, um, we find that Isaiah is given a vision of the throne of God. Isaías lo vi al trono de Dios. Enfrente de la trono de Dios, in front of that, around the throne, we have what is called the seraphim. The seraphim are described as having six wings, six, uh, three pairs of six, uh, three pairs of wings, two each, so that's a total of six. A seraphim tiene seis alas, and con dos, ella cubre la cara, dos cubre la pie, e dos, ellas volar. Okay? So, these six wings, two they covered their face in humility before God, two they covered their feet. And you remember that uh, in the burning bush, God told Moses, take off your shoes for this is holy ground. So, two they covered their feet, cubre la, uh, la pie, e dos, uh, la cara. A lotrodos usa, they used to fly. Okay, so uh, these seraphim and the word seraphim, la palabra seraphim in Hebreo significa kema, signifies burning. And remember that God, when you looked at his throne, when the scribe uh, Isaiah said, 
it looked like he was on fire. He was burning with holiness, uh, a glow to him. Uh, la figura de Dios is como fuego, okay? And those angels, the seraphim, are called the burning angels. Porque ellos son la reflexión de Dios. And they're the highest order of angels, the highest order of creation until man was created. Michael is one of the seraphim, or is one of the seraphim, for example, and uh, Gabriel as well. And Satan was one of the seraphim. And so he had it all, didn't he? todo, el más altura de todo. Pero que pasa con Satanás? Él tiene orgulloso. Mira a mí, yo soy muy bonito. Cuando aparece a Eva en el jardín, when he appeared to Eve in the garden of Eden, she was seeing a seraphim. She was seeing the holy one, the burning one, the most beautiful one. And so she had no fear of talking to her. In fact, because he appeared as a seraphim, La experiencia como seraphim, uh, she said, oh, well, God must have sent him, you know. The idea is he's always beholding the face of God. El todo tiempo tiene la cara de Dios en frente de ellos. So Eva dice, oh, sí, yo voy a escuchar a este hombre, o a este seraphim, este angel. And Satan used that because of his pride. He wanted to take God's kingdom. He couldn't create his own kingdom. So he wanted to steal God's kingdom. Satanás no puede creer como Dios. So él quiere saco la reina de Dios. ¿Y cómo puede hacer eso? Oh, muy difícil, pero es muy inteligente, el más inteligente. Like the Bible said, the most astute, uh, the most astute in total the garden was the serpent. Okay, so él... Trae picato en frente de la mujer, el hombre, y por eso cayó, perdido su posición a serfín. Los alas sacó de él. His wings were taken away. Su piernas sacó. Antes está en frente de la trono de Dios, before he was before the throne of God, and now... He's the lowest of the low creatures, the serpent, right? The serpent, forced to crawl on the ground in la tierra. El proba la polvo todos los días. So, no más. No más tiene la hermoso. Que él tiene before. No more does he have that beauty that he had before. Now, um, I know you don't have a Bible, but perhaps uh, you could go to Numbers 21. In those days, the people uh, began to complain about God. Israel's in the exiles. Israel tiene la éxito. And ellas uh, grita contra Dios. No le gusta la situación. And it was tough. I understand it was tough. And because they're complaining, ellas grito a Dios envió entre ellas serpientes. Mordida la gente. La gente murió. The serpents would bite the people and the people would die. La gente corre a Moses. 
Y dice, Mose, ayúdanos, ayúdanos. Y Mose grita a Dios. Y Dios da la instrucción. God said, this is what you have to do to keep from dying when the serpent bites you. Put the serpent on a pole, la serpiente de bronce, en un palo. Y cuando alguien mira a la serpiente en la palo, la veneno no tiene uh, habilidad a saco su vida. He'll recover from a snake bite when he looks at the serpent on the pole. Okay. Mm. Jesus talked about that when he talked to uh, Nicodemus. If you remember, he talked and mentioned the serpent on the pole. He's identifying himself with the serpent on the pole. Now, how can that be? Uh, Jesus, cuando en habla de Nicodemo en la Nueva Testamento, mención a la serpiente en la palo. En la misma dice, yo soy eso. Porque la palo con la serpiente es la cruz de nuevo. It's the cross again. The serpent on the pole represents the cross. Okay? You think about it. A person is bitten. He sins, and he's bitten. The sin has a poison. It's going to kill him. La veneno. Nemo. De la serpiente. Mordir en persona cuando el peca. And él va a morir por eso. Pero cuando él mira, when he looks at the bronze serpent on the pole, he lived. The bronze serpent is a picture of Jesus taking our sin. La serpiente bronze is un figura de Jesús que lleve nos pecados a la cruz. Significa que cuando un hombre mira, when a person looks at the cross, when he takes Jesus into his heart, that's what it's basically saying. He won't die from the sin that he has committed. He'll be forgiven. Okay? So this also, the bronze serpent, was a fiery serpent. La serpiente bronce es un uh, uh, serpiente uh, seraphim like Satan was. So you have the picture of the sin of Satan, or Satan is actually the one that's going to die when Jesus died. Jesus took him, took the sin, and he crushed Satan's head at the cross. And that's what it's meaning down here. One of your seed, Eve, is going to crush the head of Satan. Uno de su semilla, Eva. Mata. Cabeza de Satanás. Y Satanás al mismo tiempo hace daño a su calcetín. No calcetín. Calcano. ¿Qué es la palabra calcano? Talón. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Calcanar. Y tú los herías en el calcanar. You're going to crush his dead head and he's going to wound your heel. Now, dice solamente es un semilla. No es plural. Es solamente una persona. Significa solamente Jesucristo. Solamente Jesucristo. 
Él es la semilla que Eva y todo está buscando. Everybody was looking for this one that would crush Satan's head. Because now, Eve's great desire, le deseo de Adam y Eva, es entro de nuevo en la jardín. Ella quiere regresar, pero ella sabe que no puede por causa de la pecado. So necesita la redimio, remedio de eso. El remedio es la semilla. The redemption is the seed that's going to crush the head of Satan. So they were always looking at that. Uh, la serpiente bronce, the bronze serpent. Remember in the Bible when it talks about anything having the color of bronze? Bronze always means judgment. It's God's judgment. Mm -hmm. And so who is being judged on the bronze serpent story? ¿Quién es la persona que uh, tiene las uh, castigo o la uh, juez uh, en uh, la cuenta de la serpiente de bronce en la palo en números 21? Well, it wasn't the people. No. La gente hace la pecado. The people did the sin, but they weren't being judged. The person being judged was Satan. God taking that on himself. And so Jesus was actually being judged, taking Satan and killing Satan by his act on the cross. See, that's what it's getting down to. And that's what I mean. When anybody looks at the cross, they have the remedy for their sin and they won't die as Adam and Eve, as we've already described, as they're going to die because God removed his communion from them. Cuando una persona mira a Jesucristo, cuando una persona acepta de Jesucristo en la cruz, tiene su remedio de su pecado, y no necesito morir. And por todas las personas que escuchan eso, yo espero que ella tiene, tiene un tiempo de pensar mucho, y si tú no, no, Excepto Jesucristo en tiempos pasado, hace eso ahora. Do this now. Accept Christ right now. And so we see that what has happened to Satan is he was the highest, and now he's become the lowest, the serpent that crawls on his belly. He lost his high position because of his pride. He lost his closeness to God. Perdido su, uh, su presencia con Dios, con su orgulloso. Jesús dice en la Nueva Testamento, recuerda, he who humbles himself will be exalted, and the person who exalts himself will be humbled. Si una persona hace exaltación a sí mismo, él cayó. Pero la persona que es muy bajo, humilde, sea exaltado por Dios. And this was true in Satan. He had exalted himself, his pride got the best of him, and He humbles himself. He winds up being the most humble. He's crawling on the desert floor or on the on the floor of the, you know, eating dust the rest of his life. Okay. Because of this. So Satanas perdido su posición. Now, when did Satan fall? Lots of people think, well, he was made a serpent. Cuando cayó la serpiente? Well, at the time of 
I would think that he turned into the serpent after after the after the deception. That's correct. Satanás llega a ser un serpiente después. Eso es la maldición en la jardín. So, mínimamente esto es con eso. Pero, a la mismo tiempo, Satanás continúa a tener la habilidad a ir al cielo. Hasta qué tiempo? How long could he enter into heaven? Well, it said he could enter into heaven until the cross. So now he's thrown down from heaven. And matter of fact, let's go to uh, Apocalypse uh, 12 for just a moment. And uh, we're going to get into this in a few minutes anyway, but we'll read it right now. Leyeso en un poco minutos nosotros entrar en eso. Okay. Now it said, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. This is Apocalypse Uno, dice eso. And her head was a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and she cried out being in labor and pain to give birth. Un gran señal apareció en el cielo, una mujer vestido del sol con la luna debajo de su pie en una corona de doce estrellas sobre la cabeza. Estaba encinta y gritaba. Estando de parto calor de alumbramiento. About to give birth, saying. Okay, in Apocalypse 12, Revelation 12. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we know that this woman is Israel. La mujer es la nación de Israel. Pero también, recuerda en la jardín, <laughs> Abba también fits this. Uh, ella es un figura de eso también porque Jesucristo viene de Eva. Y no solo en la nación de Israel, Israel, pero Eva también en la jardín uh, es como esta mujer. Y cuando dice, uh, yo voy a poner oh, enojado entre la semilla de la mujer y uh, uh, la serpiente, uh, when he said that I'm going to put enmity between you and the, the, the serpent down there, and he's going to crush you, and you're going to, uh, he, he's going to bruise one of your descendants' heel at the cross. Of course, we know that that's the truth. Then, then we're seeing this right here when he's falling down. We're seeing that Satan is underneath the woman, ready to devour the child when he was born. Satanás is abajo. And so dice in versículo uh, uh, tres y cuatro. Uh, Satanás es a mata, mata la niño Jesucristo. Well, if you were Satan and you knew that the descendant, God had said one of her descendants is going to kill you, is going to crush your head, what would you try to do? See, two sabes que un descendiente va a dar muerte a ti, ¿qué hace tú? Si tú eres Satanás, no, trata de matarlo. God, you're going to try and kill him first. And so how is he going to do that? Well, he's going to try and kill the whole nation if he could, so he tried to destroy Israel. Trato de destruir la nación de Israel, porque si no hay nación de Israel, Cristo no puede, <laughs> nació, ¿verdad? 
or failing that, si no puede hacer eso, el trato a mata Jesucristo. So, cuando Jesucristo fue a la cruz, Satanás dice, ah, Gana victoria. I've won the victory. I've killed the one that was going to crush me. What he didn't realize was that by his death, Satan would be crushed. Satanás no da cuenta que por la cruz él está derrota completamente. El fin say, ah, yo gano. Victoria, pero no gana nada, perdido todo a la cruz. So that was his idea was I'll try to kill Jesus. And that's what chapter 12 is about, him trying to kill Jesus. And then we come on down and we find out Aguera en el cielo, in versículo, uh, in uh, capítulo 12 de Apocalipsis, we find that uh, there's a uh, uh, war in the heavens. And Michael and his angels are uh, uh, throwing out Satan. And that's when Satan comes down to the earth. And that's in verse 7. We read that war in the heavens. Michael and his angels wage war with the dragon. Miguel a su angelus. Remember, Michael is a seraphim, a seraph. Uh, a burning angel, if we would. And he's tiene la guerra contra la dragón. La dragón cayó en este tiempo. So we know that this was at the cross, or that's the best idea that we have because it's after the uh, after Jesus is taken up to heaven. So in that time frame, that's when Satan is thrown down to the earth. And no longer has access. Él no tiene acceso a Dios de este punto. Él está en la tierra de este punto. Y odio, porque él sabe que él no gana victoria. El odio, cristianos. Odio la nación de Israel. Y trata mata todo, 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 todo. Y en futuro, cuando tiene la grande tribulación, eso es la rencor de Satanás. When we have what we call the Great Tribulation, it's because we have Satan's wrath poured out against the church and against Israel. Okay, so now we'll go back to Genesis, if that's all right. We only have a few minutes left, and I see that, and I'm sorry I've done so, uh, covered so much territory. But what exactly was the sin? Exactamente, que es el pecado del hombre? In those ocho minutos, vamos a mira eso. Let's look in this next eight minutes of what the sin actually was. Uh, la última versículo de Genesis capítulo dos, the last verse of chapter two in Genesis, it actually should be part of chapter three, or the first verse of chapter three should be part of chapter two. La primera de capítulo tres es parte de dos, or la última de dos es parte de tres. And it says, for this reason, um, and the man and his woman, a wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Okay. Por eso la hombre y su mujer son desnudo, pero no tiene avergüenza. Okay. 
So, so what's actually going on? Que pasa en eso? They had no shame. Porque hay dos árboles en la jardín. Recuerda? There are two trees in the Garden of Eden. What are the two trees? The tree of good and evil. Okay. The knowledge of good and evil. And the other tree? The tree of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You see, la de vida y la de la sabiduría de cosas bueno y cosas mala. Okay. Ways of salvation are there in the Bible? How's a person saved? Quantos uh, maneras de salvación son? Solo uno, Only Jesus. You can only be saved through Jesus. Is that right? Correct. Okay. But here it says that there's a tree in the garden, a tree of life, that if they eat from that, they'll live forever. So what's with that? Pero aquí dice, hay un árbol, la árbol de vida, si un hombre come de esa fruta, viva para siempre. So hay dos maneras de salvación, o solamente uno. Are there two ways of being saved, eating of this tree, or Jesus, or is there only one? Well, the answer is exactly one. Okay. So what is the tree? Que es eso árbol de vida? Well, the arbol, yeah, the tree of life, is the cross. It's a symbol of the cross, isn't it? It's saying when you eat the fruit of the cross, of what's happened, of the crucifixion of Jesus, you have life. Cuando un hombre come la fruta de la arbol de vida, que es la cruz de Jesucristo, la símbolo es la cruz de Jesucristo, Él tiene vida eternamente, completo. Eso es el árbol. Now, ahora, la otra árbol, sabiduría de qué es bueno y qué es malo. ¿Qué es un hombre antes él come de la árbol de bueno? Sabiduría de qué está bien y qué es malo. What was a man like before he ate that tree? Well, it said he and Eve were both naked and they weren't ashamed. Adam and Eva son desnudo y no tiene vergüenza. Why not? I'd be ashamed if I were standing around naked. They didn't have any knowledge that they were naked. They didn't realize they were naked. You know, at the church, ella no tiene conocimiento que ella es desnudo. A mi iglesia, yo asiste, tiene perros que está allá, en los perros son desnudos. No importa, ellos, ellos nunca pensaron eso, ¿verdad? Hey, no, yo soy desnudo, no importa a mí. Uh, we have dogs at the church and they walk around. They don't think about being naked, but they're always naked, aren't they? All the dogs, cats, any animal, they don't think anything about it being naked. Why not? Porque ellos no tienen vergüenza. Because they have no knowledge of what's right and what's wrong. No knowledge of what's right and what's wrong. So if you have no knowledge that something's wrong and you do it, you can't be punished for it. There's no law. You have no guilt associated. 
אדם האבן, נועי לי, נועי כוסה, אי נוסה ולדברנציה, סון אינוסנטה. So no puede cometer pecado. They couldn't sin. It was impossible for them to sin. Okay. La plan de Satanás fue come eso árbol, la fruta de eso. Hey, será como Dios. If you eat this fruit, you'll be like God. You'll know good and evil. Exactamente, es verdad. When you eat and know good and evil, then you become responsible for sin. If you don't know it's wrong, or if there is no law saying it's wrong, you're not responsible. If you do 100 miles an hour and there's no speed limit, can the guy pull you over and give you a fine? See, two vas a velocidad de un cien millas por hora, pero no hay señal, no hay ley que dice en su multa, no tiene culpable, porque no hay ley. But when they knew that something was wrong and they did it, then sin entered. And that's what the Bible said when they did this, sin entered. Pero cuando ella sabe que algo es equivocado, and ella hace eso, pecado entrar. And when sin enters in, there has to be punishment. Adam y Eva no tiene responsabilidad antes, pero ahora tiene responsabilidad porque ellos conocen que es correcto y que es incorrecto, que es pecado y que no es pecado. That's why in the garden, the, the, when they realized that they sinned, they were hiding from God and they realized they were naked because then they knew they were sinning at that moment. After they did the, the deed, they were hiding from God because they knew they were of their action. They sinned. Very good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They knew. And what did God say? Who told you you were naked? Quien, quien le dio tu es desnudo? Well, nobody had to tell them. They knew. Ellos saben. And they blame it like we do when we sin. Or saying something caused it. Failing to be right with God. That's what it all is. The sin is you're not following God's desire. You're blessed. Well, we didn't get to go into the remedy that God provided because he provides a remedy at the end when it says he clothes them with the skin of an animal. The remedio está en la versículo que dice Dios pone la piel de un animal sobre ellos en eso cubre las desnudo. Another time, perhaps we can get into and understand what that means. Yeah. That's 61 minutes. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Herbert.